Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to read verse 7 and 8. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Jesus says this, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Let's pray. Father, thank You, Lord, so much for the promises of Your Word. We're grateful, we're thankful, Lord, that You are so faithful to us, Lord, and that uh, You're there for us, Lord, to call on at any time of hour of the day, Lord. We just thank You, dear God, for uh, being that all-knowing God, the all-powerful God, Lord, that You are. And we ask, dear God, You be with the remainder of this service today, Lord. Help us uh, with the message today, Lord. We pray that we'll hear from You and Pray, O God, that it'll stir our hearts and minds, Lord, to draw closer to you, to be lifted up, Lord, to not only help ourselves, but maybe to help others. And Lord, we just pray that uh, you'll be with those that are here within the hearing, Lord. We pray that uh, it'll touch each heart, Lord, and we pray, O God, that it'll draw us nearer to you. Lord, we thank you, we love you. In Jesus' name we do pray, and amen. So what three words we have in mind today is ask, seek, and knock. And, and I, I believe they're in that order for a purpose and reason. I said every word that's in the Word of God, it's there for a purpose and reason. We may not completely or totally comprehend or understand things, but it's in the Word of God for a reason. It's laid out in the Word of God for a reason. And you think about, uh, you think about that, ask, seek, not. A-S-K. If you think about ask, the first word, A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. I think there's a process here. I think there's a progression in these words here, in this scripture here. Now, some may take it. I'm not saying they're wrong by any means, but we'll look at it a different way. But some take this as meaning the same thing, that the asking means the same thing as the seeking and the seeking means the same thing as the knocking. And they are related words, but they are different words. They have different definitions to them. So just consider for just a few minutes about this. So first off, let me give you the definitions as they are. Ask is to put a question to, to make a request. That's what ask is, to make a request. Seek is to go in search of or to strive. So I believe it's kind of the next step of asking. Asking, making a request. Seeking, you're striving for something. Knock goes a little further and it says it actually is a strike or a blow like onto a door. So we talk, talk about knocking. That's what we think about, knocking on a door. It goes beyond a, a little further than just seeking. Uh, it's actually looking to move something. It's You're hitting something. You ever knock something over? Yeah, I mean, that's knock too. You knock it. Maybe not been your intention of what happened, but you knock it over. There's, move, there's movement, direction. Thinking about knocking on the door... When you knock on a door, do you have intention of walking through that door? Assuming somebody's going to open it on the other side. Sometimes uh, we think of knocking as maybe just something that we do, I don't know, just uh, we do every day of our life and we don't think of what may happen 
if someone uh, opens the door? What happens if somebody doesn't open the door? What kind of action it may take? But knocking could also mean not only moving or striking a blow to something, but it may be trying to move through obstacles or over obstacles. So I think it's a progression that we see here. It kind of illustrates a, a process. Ask, seek, and knock. Asking takes maybe a simple request from the, from the mouth, from the thoughts in our head, or from our heart. We think about going to God and asking for something. We don't always say it verbally or out loud with our mouth. Sometimes we do, but we don't always. And it comes from our heart. Still an ask, still a request. Seeking is actually some sort of motion that takes place with us. And knocking, it takes that effort to open or to pass through somewhere. When you go to God with a question, let me ask you this. <laughs> when you go to God with a question, how is it, what type of mindset are you in? When you go to Him and ask a question, is it insincerity? Do you expect an answer? Do you ever go to God and, and ask Him for something and, and maybe get up from the prayer or go on with your day and, and uh, you, you're maybe you really didn't even expect to hear back? Now, I think most of the time we go to God and we ask Him for something, we are expecting some sort of answer. But what is your mindset? What is your heart's position when you go to God and ask Him something? When you make a request of Him? Here's what James said in, in James 4, the first few verses. He said, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Talking about the body. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Pretty strong words by James there. But he's saying we'll, do, go, we'll go out and we'll do everything maybe within our physical power to get an answer for something, to get something that we want. We'll fight for it. We'll beg for it. We'll do everything we can. But at the end of the day, he said you're asking God in a miss, meaning you don't really want His answer. You want your own answer. Because of the lust of the flesh, because of what we want, we go to God, we ask the question, not really wanting to hear from Him unless He's given the same answer that we really want. We become I'm a little selfish when we ask God of those things. So we got to think of what the result of our answer is going to be. Does our answer, when we think in our mind and we ask the request, when we ask of God, at the end of the day, is the answer going to be something that pleases us or is it going to please God? Mm. Yeah, I know this is a quiet message today. It's tough. It's difficult, right? But you think about it, how many times have we done that? <laughs> done exactly what James just said. Maybe it's not the fighting and the warring, 
But it's going to God and asking Him of something, knowing what we really want the answer to be. Now, when it comes to sickness, that's tough, right? Because we want healing, we want somebody to be healed. We know what that we that I don't think that's selfish. We're doing it probably on the part of somebody else, actually. But we still need to be asking God what pleases you. Now, when we're going to God and we're praying to God, God, is this the car that I need to get for me now? I mean, I know I deserve it. <laughs> I've worked hard for it. God, show me if this is what you want me to do. And then we go out and buy the car. We've probably heard it go out and buy it before he really gives us an answer because we're afraid what his answer is going to be. We may do that with small things or big things. Or... So we ask, we do what James is saying, don't ask in a mess, but ask with sincerity of heart. God, what is the answer to this question? Here's my question. You know my heart. He already knows our heart and he knows our heart's desire. God, I'm seeking out your answer today. And that gets us to seek. We'll get there in just a moment. But James said, we receive not for these purposes and reason. And when he said, talking about receiving, he's not talking about just a materialistic thing that we may be asking for. He's talking about we receive maybe not the answer that we would expect to have. And that's the reason. I'll give you an example of something that's, well, it could be, I guess, materialistic too, but... Um, no Christian, this story has stuck with me. This is probably goes back 30, 35 years. So probably 30 years. And there was a, a Christian that was a, um, a leader of the church. Um, he led uh, services. Uh, got up here and led, uh, kicked off church services. And uh, he would teach as well. And a uh, good, good person, still a good person today. And, and uh, he had a, just an okay job, not a great job. And, and uh, man, he was really praying. He wanted other pray, pray, people praying that he got this other job that he was, that he was wanting. And, um, uh, and he got the job. And God can provide that way. Uh, I, I've had career changes, job changes. I have prayed wholeheartedly to God uh, for direction of those things. I think we should. It's important decisions. But, he, but he, uh, he desperately wanted this job, this one particular job. He got the job. The job required him, different from his previous job, the job required him to work on Sundays. And it pulled him out of the church on Sundays. And slowly you could begin to see where the world was pulling someone out of the church, away from Christians. And this individual apparently wasn't rooted quite as deep in the Word as maybe what we would expect him to be. And now this 30 or 30 plus years that's gone by, that man still never goes to church. I don't know where he stands before God today. I've visited with him. I've witnessed to him. I've seen him with tears in his eyes knowing what he's supposed to do. And he doesn't do it. James saying this is a serious thing when we go to God to ask Him 
for something? Are we seeking out His answer? Seek is this, again, is to go in search of. It's to strive for. So it's to take it a ne- a, a, the next step. We're not only asking a question, we're willing to go and do something a little more about it. We're willing to take action upon this. To seek would involve actually leaving something, if you will, behind in order to pursue something else. I'll give an example of that here in a minute. But first off, what about Zacchaeus? In uh, Luke 19, it says, And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was of little stature. Zacchaeus took action. Now, Zacchaeus was not a follower of Jesus Christ at the time, but he had heard about Christ. And I believe he probably did the first step. He probably asked someone about where, where is Jesus coming or where is he going or what's, where, where, or where is he going to be passing by? And he found that answer and he went a little further and he began seeking after Christ. Uh, seeking so much that he actually took action and climbed up a tree so he could see Christ. And Christ, I believe, noticed Zacchaeus, right? He saw that he took action. He wasn't just among the large crowd there that day, but he took action. He took the next step. And I believe God sees that in our own life. The action that we take. It's not only about asking him of a question or making a request, but it's seeking after, it's striving for that answer. Zacchaeus strove to see Christ. And my goodness, look what happened with Zacchaeus. Praise God, there, uh, Christ came to him as well. Christ will meet us. If we seek after Him, Christ will meet us. Generally, it's just us making just a small effort and Christ taking the long journey to us. But He sees our hearts. He sees our desire. He saw Zacchaeus' desire that day. Zacchaeus and his family was saved because of how he sought out Christ. Uh, we look at over in the book of Daniel. Because seeking can also mean that we're sacrificing something. We're giving up something to take that action. We're, rather, than, uh, uh, rather than stay at home or rather than do something we want, we actually are taking steps to find out the answer of what God wants us. Rather than reading the magazine that, that moment in time, maybe we're picking up the Word of God because we're seeking after what the answer is that God wants to give us. In the book of Daniel 9.3, it says this. Daniel says, I set my face unto the Lord God. At this time, Daniel was confessing, but was also praying for his people. He said, I, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication. He said, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now, we don't live under that particular law today but at that time that was taking a great action putting ashes upon his head and going to the Lord and fasting I think fasting's. I don't think it's out of style if you've went to God and, and you're seeking an answer from Him there's times we have to show action and I know I can just only speak for myself, but I know when I have fasted at times 
and in God's Word and meditating on Him and seeking Him, boy, it's just a closeness to God that He brings you. He reveals things to you in a way that maybe... Listen, He hears us all the time. Don't take this the wrong way. He hears us all the time. We can be dry. I, I, I talk to the Lord all the time while I'm driving. And I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a motion person. I'm a hands person. Even when I'm talking to God, I mean, I get kind of animated. Donna was with me the other day and she's like, you might want to put your hands down. <laughs> uh, people think you're waving at us. Daniel certainly went to the Lord in prayer multiple times, but he says this particular occasion he went there in fasting. He took action. He was seeking, it says, after something from God. There's times in our own life we need to take action and go just a little further. Jesus said this, don't forget this, we have to keep this in our mind. Over in Matthew chapter 6, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. He's beginning to illustrate to his followers, listen, God knows your needs, your food that you need to eat, your clothing. He knows all the necessities of life and he's going to take care of those things for you. But he said, you must do this first. You seek the kingdom of God. So when we go to the Lord to request something and we take it to the next step and we begin seeking after that answer or that response or that guidance or that direction. Are we doing that? Are we seeking for our own selfish reasons or are we seeking after the kingdom of God first? And his answer, his direction. See, the scripture talks about pleasing, but it says it's not about pleasing us, but it's about pleasing God. Ask, seek, knock. Once we get to where God wants us to, to be or, or we're willing to go, we still maybe don't have the answer we're looking for the, or the clarity in the answer. He says, then the next thing to do is not. You made the request. You sought out an answer by taking action. And now you're ready to pass through something. Now you're ready to go through a barrier. Now you're ready to take on obstacles if that's what it's going to take. And then you knock. You knock. Are we willing to be persistent? All right, think for just a moment, going to, uh, you go to a, a friend's house, family member's house or whatever, and you go up and you knock on the door, right? Maybe they answer. What if they don't answer? What do you do? Yeah, second time again, right? They must not have heard that first little rap. And you don't give up after the first, but you don't. Oh, they're not here. Okay. Now, unless it's really somebody you're not wanting to go see, and you can tell them later, hey, I went to your house and knocked. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But you knock the first time, and they don't come. And the second time, 
it's a little harder, a little more forceful. Point is, though, that you don't give up. I believe God wants to see our persistency sometimes. So, does God know what we need? Does He know what we need before we ask Him? And there's some that will say, well, I don't need to ask Him. He knows what I need. But you know what that becomes on our part? It becomes an expectation. Rather than us leaning on God, we're just going to expect it. Oh, that, that's going to happen. That, you know, I don't have to ask God for anything. I don't have to go to God for anything. And there's some that will preach that way. So if you're a Christian, you follow Christ, you just don't have to worry about asking for anything or seeking anything. or You just, you know, God will just give it to you. But then it just becomes an expectation. You just hand it, God will be just handing out things to us. What kind of, what kind of relationship is that? Is that us even showing reliancy on the God that created us, that saved us, and willing to take us to heaven? We have no reliancy on Him at that point. We're just going through life and just saying, God, just give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I don't think that's a relationship God intends for us. Christ said, pick up your cross and follow me. There's action to us following after Christ. He says, pray without ceasing. Meaning have a prayer in your heart at all times. It doesn't say expect at all times. It says pray, lean on God, make requests of Him, trust in Him, and know that He can provide the answer. But knocking takes some persistency sometimes. First thing we do, we've got we to gotta have the boldness to knock. Once again, we don't go to some neighbor's house to try to talk to them about something and go out there and just stand in the yard just look and, and then we walk away. It takes action to go up to the door to make the knock, to make the second effort. If God wants our persistency and it shows the seriousness of what we're asking for. It shows the seriousness of our request. What are you looking here today? Adam Clark's commentary says this, ask with confidence and humility, seek with care and application, knock with earnestness and perseverance. I like that. I believe that's how we approach the Lord. As we get ready for an invitation song, there may be no better demonstration of asking, of seeking, of knocking than the story of the lost sheep. The shepherd noticed there was a sheep missing from their herd. They had a hundred and one was gone. And maybe they asked questions. Have you seen this one? Did this one wander off? But, they went, but the shepherd went out seeking for the one that was missing. He made effort. And then he probably passed through obstacles that faced him. Rough terrain. Bad weather. Wild animals. He was knocking. He was 
taking action and making every effort that he could until he found the one lost sheep. And he brought that sheep back to the herd and made it whole. Scripture says there's more rejoicing over the one than the ninety and nine. When we go as far as knocking on God's door, wow, there could be vast ramifications of what we do. It may be something that we're seeking for ourselves, but we take all that effort, we take all that action, we take that sincerity of the heart, the seeking of God's will, wow. There could be vast ramifications. There could be people saved from us taking that sincerity and that seriousness so far. Really could be. We don't know how it may reverberate that answer that may re throughout the people in our lives or throughout a community. Timmy talked, mentioned again about how we've We've made the request that you pray daily for our church. And I could see immediately because that was first announced and first just talked about and, and people immediately, I believe, began doing that prayer, that daily prayer. And we, could, we saw immediate results. And then things maybe kind of lingered and it was okay and we had to remind people again. It seemed like we got another little bump up from that again. And Timmy reminds us again. Now listen, it may be a request on your part. But I'll challenge the church to do this. Sometime this week, don't, don't only make it an ask or request. I'd like for you to seek the blessings of God. Some of you, given the opportunity, I want to see you knocking upon God's door. Thank God, this is, this is Point of Faith Church. Here's what we're requesting. Your blessing. Your Spirit poured out on people. Us to be the bright light in the community that we should be and need to be. But let me bring it down to a personal state right now and close. What about your own life? What have you made a request of of God? Is it time to begin seeking after the answer? Is it, begin, is it time to come to Him and knocking upon His door with all sincerity? Saying, God, please, seeking this answer. Christ is our example. He went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Three times He went to pray to God. Do you think he was just making a simple request? If anybody was knocking, Jesus was knocking. And we, we know what Jesus was asking for. Because he said, let this cup pass from me. What was God's answer to him? It's time to drink the bitter cup. It's hard to accept that answer. But what did Jesus say? He said, not my will, but thine will be done. I know 
This robe of flesh makes it hard sometimes. Boy, more than ever, we need to seek after the answers of God. God, what would you have me do in this life? There may be somebody in this audience right now that God's already been speaking to them about some sort of missionary work. I mean, it could be some missionary work out of the country. It could be a local missionary work. I don't know. It could be somebody in the crowd that you feel like God's been stirring your heart to step out to teach or to preach. Or There may be somebody in the crowd that God has spoke to them about doing something in the community or some sort of work or, or, or taking some other position somewhere or whatever it is. Maybe it is because of sickness. Maybe it is because of financial cause. Maybe it's because of just things that are stressful and it brings us anxiety in this life. Maybe you're seeking after something personal from God today. Whatever it is, I'll say this. If you are seeking after happiness and joy and peace beyond what you find in this world, it's only through and by Jesus Christ. He can be found here today. He's here today. If you'll come. He even says, he goes as far as knocking upon your heart's door. He's waiting for you to open and to answer. If you have a need, we'd ask you to come this way and come to the throne of grace. Let's stand if you can stand.